Meseches Brochus, Perek Dalet, Mishnah Beis, until Perek Dalet, Mishnah Hay. The fourth and fifth Perek of Meseches Brochus discuss the laws of Tefillah, which in most scenarios refers to Shemona Esrei. However, there are a few instances, such as our Mishnah, where Tefillah actually refers to a different prayer. The reason being that although there are three prescribed Tefillahs every day, which one has to say, and he has to say those words, Tefillah is really an, uh, a mitzvah which you can do all day. Anytime you need anything, you can pray to Hashem, you get a mitzvah for it, and you get to speak to Hashem. And so right after our previous Mishnah, which mentioned the times for davening the three prescribed prayers, the Mishnah cites an example of somebody who would pray even outside of those three times. Rabbi Nechunimad HaKona would daven as soon as he entered the Beis HaMedrash, where he would learn Torah, and also when he left the Beis HaMedrash, he would daven to fill a Katsara, a short prayer. He would spend a few seconds saying something. So Omrulai, his student, said to him, What's the place for this prayer? Meaning, what is this prayer? What are you saying? It's not part of the prescribed tefillahs. So what exactly are you saying? Omar Lahemi replied to them, When I enter the Beis HaMedrash, I pray, That no mistake should come about because of me. And the Gemara elaborates and explains that this was for two reasons. Number one is obviously so that people don't do the wrong thing because of his ruling. If a judge gives a wrong ruling, he'll end up making people doing Averis. But there was another reason why he prayed for this. And that was because if he made a mistake in his learning, even if it did not result in an incorrect ruling, he was worried that other people in the Beis Medrash would rejoice that he made a mistake. Because there's a natural tendency to sometimes be a bit happy when others make mistakes. So Rabbi Nechumen HaKonah prayed that he wouldn't make a mistake so that people wouldn't rejoice over his mistake, which in itself is a sin. The Archus Tzadikim, by the way, notes that who were the people who were in the Mesa Medrash with Rabbi Nechumen HaKonah? These were other Tanoim. These were other super great people who discussed Torah matters with their fellow Tanoim Rabbi Nechumen HaKonah. And he was dumbing that they wouldn't rejoice over his mistake. You see from here, says the Archus Tzadikim, how big this Yetzirah is to be happy at other people's low points. And so everybody, even great people, need to work on seeing the good in others and being happy at their success. Alright, so that was the prayer which he prayed when he entered the Beis HaMedrash. What about when he came out? Whenever I come out of the Beis HaMedrash, I give thanks for my portion. I thank Hashem for making me somebody who has the privilege to learn Torah in the Beis HaMedrash instead of somebody who just wastes away their life involved in other non-spiritual matters. The Rambam on this Mishnah based on the Gemara, says that these two prayers are not just something that Rabbi Nechunim and Hakonah prayed. Rather, it's something that everybody has to pray when he enters the Beis HaMedrash. The Shulchan Aruch, the Mishnah Brura. They also paskan that these two things are obligatory prayers for everybody who enters the Beis HaMedrash. It's printed at the beginning of most Gemaras. It's too short to fill us, which take a few seconds to say. And seeing as it's paskan and halacha that we have to say it, it's certainly worth taking those extra seconds to say this prayer just before and after we learn some Torah in the Beis HaMedrash. Mishnah Gimel, the reason why Shemona Esrei is called Shemona Esrei is because when the Anshe Knesset HaGadoyla formulated the Shemona Esrei, they put it into 18 different brachas. It happens to be we actually have 19 brachas now because one was added later on, but originally it was 18 brachas and therefore we kept the name Shemona Esrei. Now the first three of these brachas focus on praising Hashem, the last three focus on thanking Hashem, and the middle brachas are many different requests which we have of Hashem. Now everybody agrees that the first three and the last three brachas have to be said in full. The question is, what happens if somebody for whatever reason can't concentrate properly on the entire Shemona Esrei? Is he allowed to say a shorter version? Rabban Gamliel, Omer Rabban Gamliel says, No, there's no such thing as a shorter Shemona Esrei, but Chol Yom is Palal Odom Shemona Esrei, everybody has to daven the full Shemona Esrei every day. Whenever you daven Shemona Esrei, it has to be the full version. 
However, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, of course, like daily, you should say the full Shemona Esrei. But if somebody is very busy, and therefore finds it difficult to daven the full Shemona Esrei, he may pray, may ein Shemona Esrei, a shorter version of Shemona Esrei. Now, what do we mean by a shorter Shemona Esrei? So, as we said, the first three and the last three brachas have to be said in full. But the, min- the middle brachas, they can be shortened. And the way we will understand how they are shortened is something known as Havineinu. And that is basically when you make all the middle brachas into one bracha, and you mention about three words for each bracha about that bracha. So you would say, please give me wisdom, return us to your Torah, forgive us. And you go on until you get to Shemat Tefillah, you finish off Baruch HaTashem Shemat Tefillah, and then you go on to Ritzay and say the rest of the Shemana Esrei in full. So contribute Shua, if you find it difficult to concentrate and say the entire Shemana Esrei because you're busy with something else, then you're allowed to say this formula of Havineinu. Now Rabbi Akiva takes the middle approach, and according to him, if it's just a bit difficult for you to say the full Shemana Esrei because you're a bit busy, you're still obligated to say the full Shemana Esrei. It's only if there's a bigger reason than that that you'll be able to shorten it. If his prayer is fluent in his mouth, meaning he knows Shemona Esrei well, he can say all the words properly, and therefore it's relatively easy to concentrate, he's Shemona Esrei, then he can daven and must daven the full Shemona Esrei. The Imlav, but if he is not so fluent with Shemona Esrei, he finds it difficult to pronounce all the words, and therefore it's a difficult task to concentrate for the full version of Shemona Esrei. In that scenario, in Shemona Esrei, then you can say the shortened version, which once again is the first three brachas in full, the last three brachas in full, and for the middle brachas, it's one big bracha, which is known as Havineinu. And in fact, the Kundrubi Akiva, it's better to daven the shortened version properly with full concentration than to daven the longer version but without a lot of concentration. Mishnah Dalad, the following Mishnah is extremely scary. Omer says, One who makes his prayer, his Shmona Esrei, fixed, meaning he just davened Shmona Esrei because he has to, in order to fulfill his obligation. His tefillah is not considered a supplication, it's not a plea, it's not begging, and therefore, according to many, many Paiskim, he does not fulfill his obligation. If you wake up in the morning and you daven Shachris Shmona Esrei, because it's an obligation, and not because you feel like you need to ask Hashem for things. You need to speak to Hashem. According to many, you've never done a Shemona Esrei in your life. There are authorities who hold that you do fulfill your obligation, but the Eved, once you've done it, and therefore because of that, one shouldn't repeat his Shemona Esrei if he does do this. However, according to many, many Poiskim, if you don't approach Shemona Esrei and beg Hashem for what, you're, for what you're saying, and you don't mean it, it could be you did not fulfill your obligation. Very scary. Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Yeshua says, One who's going in a dangerous area, and therefore he can't really stop on the side of the road to daven a full Shemona Esrei because it's a dangerous area. Bandits might come, so really we should exempt him from davening at all. However, in order that he still gets to daven, and he doesn't totally miss out on this mitzvah, in this palad for he should daven a short tefillah. Omer, he should say, Hashem, save your people, as She'eris Yisrael, the remnant of Yisrael, even during a period of time, or a turning point, where the Jewish people is sinning, even if we don't deserve it, their needs should be in front of you, you should accept our tefillahs, Baruch Hashem, bless the Yuashem Shmei who listens to our prayers, and the truth is, if he reaches his destination, and the time for davening has not yet passed, he should actually repeat the full Shmei Esrei again, because he hasn't said the full Shmona Esrei. But either way, he should say this shorter formula during the right time to say Shmona Esrei, so that he doesn't miss out on this mitzvah. We've seen a few times in this Masechta already, how tefillah is so important, that we always try and make sure that people do it. We said that everyone's obligated in tefillah because everyone needs prayer. 
And this is how we're supposed to approach davening. Not just like any other mitzvah, but you've got to realize that I'm totally dependent on this. That everything good in my life is dependent on this prayer. On me davening to Hashem and speaking to Hashem. I need it. Mishnah the halacha is that when one davens Shrona Esther, he has to face the Beis HaMikdash. One of the reasons being that everybody's prayers get sent up to heaven via going through the Beis HaMikdash first. They get sent to the Kodesh HaKadoshim and then they go upwards from there. And in fact, Shlomo HaMelech, when he built the Beis HaMikdash, he said that this should be the place where everybody's tefillahs come. And everybody should daven towards here, they should direct their faces towards here, and therefore when davens Shrona Esther, which is the main part of davening, he should face what we call Mizrach, although in most places of the world it's not actually towards the east, rather we face the Beis HaMikdash, whatever direction that may be. The subject of our Mishnah is what happens if somebody cannot face the Beis HaMikdash for whatever reason. If he was riding on a donkey, and it's time to daven, he should get down from the donkey, stand still, face the Beis HaMikdash, and pray. But if he's not able to come down from the camel, for example, he's worried that if he get, lets go of the camel, then it will run away. There's no one to hold it for him. So in that scenario, Yachser as Ponov, he should just turn his face towards the Beis HaMikdash. So he should carry on sitting on the donkey, but direct his body towards the Beis HaMikdash. Now what happens if If he's not even able to turn his face towards the Beis HaMikdash? For example, he needs to focus on the road and direct the camel. So in that scenario, he should at least he should direct his heart towards the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the most inner part of the Beis HaMikdash, and he should think in his mind that he is literally standing right in front of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. In fact, the truth is, even when we daven and we face the Kodesh HaKadoshim, just before you start Shemana Esrei, you're actually supposed to imagine yourself right in front of the Kodesh HaKadoshim. That's where you're davening to, Hashem right there, in the most holy place ever, and you're speaking directly to Him, and that way, your tefillahs will travel towards the Kodesh HaKadoshim and then go up straight to Hashem, as we explained.